Well, what's up, folks? And yes, we are finally back after being off for a while, wow, almost a month at this point, but there was so much stuff that was going on. Obviously, a couple of different things. Uh, some of my guys went on vacation. Some of us had other stuff going on. And uh, we had a family member who passed away. So unfortunately for us, we did take some time off, but we are finally back. And yes, it is Friday Eve, Thursday night, for those who like to keep track of the days of the week. And we are at episode 145, and we'd like to thank everyone from africa to australia to the united states and yes now even calgary thank you so much for tuning in watching the show and listening to the audio download and you guys can always pick up on all the information on broadstreetsouth.com of course broadstsouth.com you can follow us on our social medias if you guys go over to the website and you can pick up on everything that we're throwing down but tonight we have so much to get into hard and signing the Sixers with a surprise move this morning, dropping a bombshell on everyone and stating that, yes, they're looking to move between 10th and 11th Street on Market Street. So that should be some interesting talk, along with the Phillies are coming back after the All-Star break after sweeping the Marlins. But Schwarber, not so well. He was robbed of a home run during a home run derby. So we'll get into all that. But more importantly, we have tonight the guest picker for the NHL draft. More importantly, for your fellow Flyers, Jasmine Martinez is with us tonight. It should be a lot of fun. And yes, no relation, even though we do have the same last name, but no relation whatsoever. But we are having tons of fun tonight. So much to get into. And we hope that everything here kicks off without any glitches whatsoever. Because one thing I did forget to load up is the other thing, which is normally the show intro. So I will skip the normal show intro and bring in the Godfather. So with all that being said, here is the Godfather. Hang on. Hey, it's been a while. It's, it's been pretty, pretty crazy. I'm trying to... Uh, well, you know, the same old stuff, different day. I'm trying to bring you back up here. Fuji, give me a second. As, uh, for some reason, I end up losing you. Let me bring you back. There you are. See? Just like Angel, magical Angel. spirits. It's you. What's up, Fuji? How are you tonight? I'm an issue on my end, I guess, now. You can't hear me? Hmm. Oh, boy. See? This is what happens when you go somewhere live. I, I can't hear you. You can't hear me. All right, well, hold on. Let me bring up Sean. Let's see if Sean can end up hearing anybody. Sean, first of all, can you hear any of us? I can hear you. Fuji. So, Fuji can't, for some reason, can't hear me. All right, well, I'm getting a thumbs up from a producer saying that she can hear me. Uh, so, Fuji, it might be on your end, buddy. And he'll come back. But anyways, all right, well, we got the Godfather in. By the way, for those who are joining us this evening, we have the newest member of Broad Street South. And with that being said, it is Sean Kilrain who normally always add all his different analytical views and puts it in the comments. So we figured why not bring him and be part of the family. So Sean is now our new sports contributor. Sean, first of all, welcome to the family. Thank you for being a part of it and uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for bringing me on, Angel. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. No problem. I'll bring, uh, when Fuji comes back, I'm going to remove him for the moment. I'm going to bring him back, but because I know this young lady has a lot of things going on. Now I want to make sure I do the proper due diligence here. It is Jasmine Martinez and Jasmine. Uh, thank you. First of all, for joining us this evening. We do appreciate it. And also 
the excitement and the experience that you must have had when you were eligible to do the NHL draft pick, more importantly, I guess, for the Philip Flyers. Can you tell us how that came about? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Can you hear me loud and clear? I was actually on my way back from vacation with my boyfriend, and I got a text message from representatives from Snyder Hockey saying that, you know, we need to speak with you as soon as we can. It has to do with you, the NHL, and the Flyers. So I was like, okay, wow, that's like super exciting. So I called them on my way actually back down to the shore with my family, and they told me while I was driving that, you know, the NHL wanted a Snyder Hockey alumni requested me to come out and that alumni to represent them so it was really cool and within that happened sad the saturday before the draft so i only had like three or not even three or four days to get myself ready to go out there but that had to be first of all quite 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 interesting as far as the, the way they end up playing out and for the flyer fans by the way and and jasmine if you could just kind of slide your camera or just a little bit because we can see just the bottom of your eyes oh. so what is there you go. Better? Yep, much better. Okay. So the big thing is obviously with the Flyers, and we know they're going through it, and well, they don't want to call it a rebuild. I And most people, I will say, well, now at this point, call it a rebuild. But the excitement that you must have had, obviously getting the call, and then not only that, but also getting a picture with the NHL draft picked that we won't see for at least another two seasons, that entire evening, can you just walk us through the process after obviously doing the pick and the call itself, but then anything that happened afterwards that obviously we couldn't see on camera. So afterwards, I just followed Cutter around to different areas he was supposed to go for either interviews, autographs, stuff like that. And I got to see him like take his new his gift for the Flyers. I got to see him take some like his professional headshots. I got to see a lot backstage, and it was really cool to kind of get that backstage experience because you get to see really how the NHL utilizes everything in the facility that they're working with. Like every room back there had something in there for the uh, new draft pick. So it was really cool to watch all that go down. Well, listen, it, as, as a fan myself, obviously of the NHL and being down here in Tampa, I've the last time, matter of fact, we were on the Tampa Bay Lightning were making their third run for a cup. Obviously didn't work out that way. Colorado ends up winning the Stanley cup, but for the Flyers, I think for a lot of Flyers fans, and, and I don't know how much more patience they can possibly have, seems like the GM just isn't making the right moves that we would like to see for whatever odd reason. It's just, it's not happening. So I, I just want to know what's it going to be or how many years do you believe, you know, as you, someone who plays uh, hockey yourself, who also have, have coached, but how much more patience could the Flyers faithful possibly have when it seems like this team really doesn't want to do anything as far as any kind of, I don't know, additional excitement or anything else? Because we've seen a couple of the guys that obviously were passed up for whatever odd reason. Uh, one was because they said that there wasn't money for Johnny Hockey, and, and who knows if that's true or not. We'll find out years to come. But how much more patience can the Flyers faithful have to see if this actual team is going to come back to be what we've known for many years before then? Well, I feel like part of being like a coach for hockey or any staff with hockey, patience has to come with that. And, you know, seeing it in a fan's perspective is definitely different than seeing it in the coach. So rough there. So just keeping patience the whole time, just working with the process. Yeah. It may take 
a few seasons to figure this out, but once they figure it out, I have a feeling they're going to give everyone a really good season. Nice. Booji? Uh, I've just been having some technical difficulties here, but I'm back now. But, uh, Jasmine, thank you for coming on. We appreciate, you know, you're, you know, short on time. But, um, you know, it must have been pretty amazing, you know, playing in the Ed Snyder Youth Hockey League and also being able to, you know, make that first round pick of a uh, color at Gaultier. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was a great experience. Um, what, what made you uh, want to – I did read an article saying that Danny Briere was your favorite flyer, and also you met him around six or seven years old, and you accidentally <laughs> called him Daddy Briere. <laughs> yeah. Um, what made you want to get into, you know, watching the flyers? Well, the flyers have always just been something that my family and I have always watched together, and right. just – we've always done. So it's kind of like tradition just to be able to, you know, be a fan. Hey, you played for uh, Newman college. You played winger. Um, yeah. I'm still, I'm still playing at Newman. I'm going into my third season with them this year. Um, and I play center and wing. I just offensive player overall offensive team player. Also, I see you're a coach with the uh, Ed Snyder youth hockey program. Yes. Uh, last year, I, I've been coaching them since I graduated high school. So I've been coaching them for about four years now. And it I coached the 12U team last year, which was a cool experience because that's the team my little sister actually plays on. So being able to you know grow up playing in the program and coaching my sister in the same program is really cool. Nice. Sean? What would you uh, say, Jasmine, to any uh, young girls that want to get into hockey and pursue that as a sport i would say go for it don't let anyone put you down say you can't do it because you know there are people when growing up that were out like just i would tell them i play hockey and they'd be like no way like that's a guy's sport like don't take any crap from people you do what you want to do no i'd have to agree there because well it's true you gotta you gotta follow follow your your inspirations more than anything else sean absolutely you know, I totally agree. I have two daughters that play softball, and my motto to them is play hard and have fun. Just go with it and have fun. No, that's in, and that's just it. I mean, it, it, one of those things, I mean, hopefully now it, it would be, Jasmine, I think pretty incredible if they ever started. I mean, you figure they started the WNBA. So why not? If the NHL is listening, you could start then the WNHL if that's the case, because I'm pretty sure a lot of the girls who obviously played in college and would love to play somewhere professionally. And I, I'm unfortunate. I don't know if there's too many leagues after college, if there are where the women can end up playing as far as professional hockey, but it would be nice to see if they actually end up coming out with a women's hockey league. So if that being the case and let's just say everything, just hypothetically, if Philadelphia would start off their own league here. Would you prefer to be here back in Philadelphia or would there be another place that you would love to play for another say, let's say if, if Texas decided to start their own league? Well, they actually do have a league for women. It was called the uh, NWHL. Now it's the premier hockey federation. Okay. And they, I would love to have a team in Philly and it would be amazing to, you know, try and play that one day, but Hopefully, Philly can keep pushing to get it here. That would be awesome. 
No, I think so. I mean, you figured it, they're already talking about the WNBA. They didn't want to bring it to Philadelphia, which originally talked about it wasn't going to happen. Supposedly, they just they got to the point where they thought, well, you know, it it it'd be. They don't want to. I'm not going to say it was a cute thing, but they just thought, are the fans going to come out to support it? And then after Chicago winning it last year, it was more grumblings of people saying that they would like to see the WNBA in Philadelphia. And now apparently it could be coming to fruition if everything holds well. Now, the difference would be if it does happen, and if it were to happen, I think they said it would be about two, three years from now, then you talk about the other NBA team that's looking to start a new home somewhere else. But I, I personally, I would like to see, just like you know, women's softball, I like to see for a professional side of the house to come through just where like we see the world uh, the World Cup that happens. Um, a lot of, uh, obviously, men who watch the women's USA team because of the outstanding job they've done for many years. So I would like to see if the NHL would actually put something together where they can make at least for you ladies to be able to show your talents to the world other than just locally to your colleges. Yeah, that would be awesome to have. But I know, listen, I, I know you have to run because you had a couple minutes to, to be with us tonight. I would like at one point to have you back on as we get closer to hockey season here so we can break down what we believe will be the teams, either A, the teams that beat, the teams that win a division, or who's going to, who we believe will end up winning the Stanley Cup. So, Jasmine, listen, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and, and we appreciate the valuable minutes you gave us this evening. Thank you. Thank you You're for welcome. Your Thanks for coming on, Jasmine. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Have a good one. You, you too. too. You too. You. All right. So, now, so many things to get into since we've been gone. And by the way, uh, I it, it feels, <laughs> I'm not going to say weird, coming back. But obviously, it's like getting back on the bike and the training wheels and everything else to get back on here into a rhythm here. So it's, it's been a lot since we've been gone. Obviously, Harden now, he signs after everybody knew he was going to give away his, uh, or not go for his $47 million deal. So he can do a better deal for the Sixers so that the Sixers would actually end up coming back to be able to not only have the hometown discount with Harden, give him at least a better contract for two years if he wants to opt out next season, but also, again, to help out the team. So Harden doing what he said he was going to end up doing. But to me, it was a lot more. The surprise this morning that no one saw coming, I guess about 6.30, when they dropped it, that apparently Josh Harris wants to move now the team away from obviously the Wells over between 10th and 11th, uh, 10th and 11th on market because it's the fashion district. As a lot of people know, there would be a lot of confusion mess down there because you have the smaller businesses, first of all, that you would have to look out for. And then some of the residents are down there as well. So we already know how it's like to get down there to the Wells. Right off of 95, down on Broad Street. Everybody knows it. Thankfully, the trains do run down to the wells. So that wouldn't be a, a situation the same way it wouldn't be a situation down there off of Market Street. The problem becomes the parking and what do you do with that mess? So I guess I'll start off here with Fuji with you before I, I get it from Sean as well as far as the input. But is this a good move from the Sixers? Because we knew that they want to take their practice facility and moved over to Camden. And a lot of people talked about when he moved to the Camden, that were they going to make the move over there? And some people are saying that this may be just a ploy for the Sixers to finally move out of Philly, then possibly end up in Camden. So what do well, you think of what happened today? Well, let's go back 30 years. You know, rumors of the Sixers moving to Camden. 
you know, the arena, wherever, I guess, right there by the aquarium, whatever. Now they're over there the last maybe five, six years. But to go back to 2000, the Phillies talked about moving their baseball stadium right in that same exact area, right by Chinatown, the Fashion District, the Convention Center, which is not even being used anymore. They throw all that money into that convention center, and the whole thing is, you know, COVID came in, everything got wiped out, the flower show, the home show, everything, pretty much. And it's like, you know, you got four blocks long in the convention center. It's not even being utilized. So I can see where Josh Harris is coming from because the Sixers are paying Comcast rent. They're not getting no concession, no parking. And, well, you know, they own the Jersey Devils, which, right. you know, they got their own – they move from the Meadowlands to Newark. So doesn't make yeah. sense. Absolutely. But here's my here's my take of it. Why not instead of throwing it down center city, why don't you go to the Navy Yard where they got tons of acres and you got 95 South away from you know this the sports complex and you can still All get everybody chaos. with Broad Broad Street 95 South, 95 North, and so on. No, it's so true. I mean, it, but you got to think about it. I guess the way they're looking at it, the real estate at the Navy Yard would be a lot more. So at least that's what it seems like. Obviously, they took, they took away the facilities because we all know they moved their They had their offices for, I think it was, what, 10 years at the Navy Yard. Then they decided to yeah. make the brand new facility across the river there on the other side and move over to Camden. So that's where they're at at this point. And obviously, from one of the comments here, the only thing is, uh, the only good thing about that area is Reading Terminal. As far as downtown, I mean, it's going to be a lot of talk because there's going to be a lot of cleanup. And I'm very, very surprised before we get back into the comments here as far as the Navy Yard. Mayor McKinney, the guy that was basically turned over the city from Mayor Nutter when I was still back in Philly. And Mayor Nutter, I know when he first came on, there was so much flack, so much about, oh, boy, here we go again. Here's what's going to happen to Philly. Gave the keys to the city to what McKinney said and promised everybody that he was keep going under tradition of what Mayor Nutter did and to make it better. And it's been nothing but a crap show in Philadelphia, the most violent city in America. Beat out Detroit. They make Detroit look like the suburbs, how bad it is. So in order for all this stuff to happen, and apparently there's also been talks too with SEPTA. When they told SEPTA, SEPTA, first of all, God bless you, Godfather, because for all the stuff that happens on those SEPTA railways that shouldn't happen, all these things would have to change way before. And I'm talking about way before they decided to make the new venue, which is supposed to not be around to like 2032. But they could move it to the Navy Yard. I just think they're going back to, if you guys remember, when John Street was around, when the Phillies originally wanted to move downtown to where now the newer buildings are, they took out you know, a couple of the old buildings that were there. They put up new stuff. Who knows if it would have been called Citizen Bank Park at that point as well. But I think they're just trying to reflect upon back to where they were beforehand. So it may not be a bad move. Obviously for the businesses, the local ones that will be able to see around there, the bars and the restaurants, it would be a good cash cow for them as well because even though, yes, you know, you do have the complex down there, which everybody loves to go to, but at the same time too, you're looking at it as how much money are you going to be able to bring to the local neighborhoods here? So, I mean, it, it could go either way. Who knows? It can go either way. But the Navy Yard oh. does have a lot of room. But supposedly, though, Fuj, is that they're they're looking at more of shopping districts and possibly, possibly apartment condos 
which are worth a lot more money to the Navy Yard. Well, I mean, it could revitalize Center City, which the hell it could use now. I mean, after COVID, it's just like a dumpster fire and much more after that. Sean, right. what's your take? It's just going to be chaos, just like Angel said, with all the crime. Like, I hope they have a lot of security and, and police, you know, because it's just getting bad, just like Angel said, with the crime and shooting. Like, personally, I wouldn't want to be down there. Well, nine years from yeah. now, I mean, what, what the hell? I mean, you'd be that's like it could be a mortgage payment just to go to a game. What's parking going to cost you? Absolutely. I mean, it could revitalize Center City, which that could definitely need. And but nine years, who the hell knows? I mean, what's what are the Sixers? How long are they in the release now with Comcast at the Wells Fargo? That's the whole take of it. They're saying 2031, but. Yeah, like it says, it remains to be seen. Right. Well, it's, well, you know, it's it's a little ways off, but as I said, you mm -hmm. know, you got you're locked in a, a lease with Comcast. Yeah. And and like I say, you'll probably pay a mortgage just for season tickets or parking or just to go to a game. I mean, there is pros and cons of it, but nine years away is <laughs> like an eternity. It is. That's what it, at least that's what it seems like. And and by the way, he's normally behind the glass here. And and, and Robert, I apologize because again, this was like the the last minute of trying to get this uh, stuff up and running here. But Robert says that maybe they can play at different schools in Philly and surrounding areas to help benefit the schools by bringing the supplies for mm. the schools. So it, it, there's been there was so much chatter today on on Philly radio. Um, I appreciate that, brother. But. Uh, there was so much chatter on Philly radio and you hear like, you heard a lot of pros, you heard a lot of cons, you heard a lot of people saying, you know, that they, they need to do other things, but mind you, majority of this bill, it's supposed to be $1.34 billion. This new facility. Now this is supposed to be out of Josh Harris's pocket. Apparently a lot of private vendors that he has gotten together to make this happen, which is supposed to be called 76 place, by the way, for those who yeah. don't know. But oh. the most interesting aspect of it is that a lot of this will not be consumed by the taxpayers already of Philadelphia. We know that inflation and everything else is going up, so they don't need to hear any more numbers. And from here to 2032, I mean, all this, again, is all preliminary. So who knows if it will actually happen? And who knows? The city might say, you know what? It ain't going to happen. And they may decide to go across the pond and go over to, to, go over to Camden. There are so many different variables that can end up happening with this. But I just found it interesting that the Sixers wanted to just kind of like drop this out of nowhere. So it it's going to be, this will probably be the talk of the town until the Sixers come oh. back. And we know even by the time the stadium's done, heck, by that time the process will be over because he'll be retired. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Embiid will be gone and Harden will be way retired. But no, nah, but the thing of it is, from the Sixers' standpoint, it makes complete sense because – you know, they're locked into a lease. It's basically what they did with the Jersey Devils up in Newark. They moved out of the Meadowlands, the Brennan Burn Arena, which it was called, which was right. a toilet. You know, they got their own venue in Newark, and the Jersey Devils had their own stadium. Obviously, you know, the Sixers could make a ton of money as far as concert event, just like the Barclays Center up in Brooklyn with the Nets. They, they, went, out, they went back to New York. They built the Barclays Center. Now it's like mm -hmm. 
the big shrine in Madison Square Gardens, just the garden with the Knicks. So, right. It, I mean, it honestly, if I'm Josh Harrison, it makes complete sense because you're not making no concession, no parking, right? You know, no souvenirs or whatever, and you you could do what you want with your own arena. So, yeah, and they got the money for it too. So, <laughs> perfect sense. I mean, when they moved over to Camden, they got a sweetheart of a deal from over there with tax breaks. That's why they went over there, according to the news, oh, okay. five, six years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's going to be, like I said, I, I think, well, obviously you had an attack break, but he did in Jersey, that's for sure. But hey, who knows? I mean, you have you got what, the, the Camden River Shark Stadium that was made for, I believe, was it the Yankees? Low affiliate team? Yes. No. Yeah. No, it was actually it was huh? in an independent league. And then the because the Yankees have the Trenton Thunders or double A team. The, the, yeah, that, you're right. You're right. The Cannon River Sharks were an independent league that played basically a lot of guys are out of baseball. Rick Jose Canseco played in it. Ricky Henderson. Actually, Pedro Feliz did play for the uh Camden River Sharks. After and I believe Bob Higginson the, too. Right, local Philly guy, Cardinal Docker. Yeah. So then you got to well, so you got to figure out now. It's just an empty venue. I mean, it, there was money spent over there to to build up I, obviously Riverfront, you know, Riverview Park there, and then now it's just it, it's an eyesore for the most part. Well, no, I believe Rutgers they took the stadium down, like the outfield and everything. But I believe Rutgers is doing something with it with sports. With all that land, oh, wow. I believe they they went to the riverfront and gathered up all that land and bought it. Right, and that they do something over there, just from when I was maybe driving over there maybe a month ago. The stadium's gone. It's a shame. It was it was actually a nice park to look, you know, across the river, see the Philly skyline or mm -hmm. whatnot. But as I said, you know, I believe Rutgers has their hands in that now. So, well. Either way, it's going to be super interesting to see what what's going to end up happening. And I see that someone had made a comment earlier. I'll bring it back up here. He said, honestly, I thought NB was going to be was going to leave Philly two years ago. If listen, if I think if at this point, at the way the Sixers are going, if they don't do, the, I know they're trying. We haven't started the season yet, so there's many things that can end up happening. I know Doc Rivers obviously is coming back. So there, there's same way, other than obviously the stadium venue right now. There's a lot of variables for what the Sixers could end up doing with this organization. So for me, I don't think it'd be ghost anywhere. If, if Even if this year, well, okay, let me retract that back a little bit. If the Sixers do not make it past the second round this season, then I believe Doc Rivers is shown the door because at this point you're, you're adding key pieces. It's still, we need the bench because everybody knows last year, that bench was disastrous. And that's something that the Sixers have to work on. And hopefully when they're out there in the summer league in Vegas, they're looking at all the different talents that are out there. So we know that part that's going to happen. But again, it's going to be really interesting to see what the Sixers are going to end up doing. Uh, got to go. Got to get ready for a gig. Don't worry about uh, posting. Talk to you later. All right. No problem there, Robert. Um, but I'm going to say that there's going to be the Sixers within themselves. It's just going to be really interesting to see what they're going to end up doing this season. I hope, I hope more than anything else, they end up bouncing back a lot better 
hopefully a lot less injuries, especially to Embiid because he's a key player with Harden. Now with P.J. Tucker, I mean, it, I think it's going to be a lot better off than we've seen in the past couple of seasons. So and let's just hope they keep adding to key pieces, key elements. But the one thing as we kind of switch over here, when it comes to the Phillies, other than, again, they swept the Marlins prior to the All-Star break. And if anybody watched the Home Run Derby, Kyle Schwarber was robbed of a home run. And as much as they want to say, no, the count was accurate, wasn't true either because Juan Soto had to hit two extra. Even though he already had won the home run derby, he still had to launch two extra before they finally told him that he finally won it. Now, a lot of conspiracies were that obviously Albert Pujols was brought in and then he was supposed to win the home run derby so he can go out with his Hall of Fame career winning the home run derby. Well, that didn't work the way they wanted to. And then you also, of course, hear the rumors that they wanted the youngsters between Rodriguez and Soto, that it was supposed to be set up that way originally. Who knows? I don't know. All I know is that I think it has become the all-star game to me, in my own opinion, has become very lackluster. And I don't understand why we cannot wear the uniforms that they wear for their team if you want to switch up the caps, the guys know who you're playing for. Those uniforms they wore was what? an absolute ridiculous nonsense. Well, it's all about revenue. I mean, come on. Back in the day, they wore their actual uniform, everyday uniforms. And, of course, it's it's all revenue, you know. It's, you know, MLB is going to make as much money as they can, whether it's TV revenue, jerseys, souvenirs, Beer, whatever in the concession stands. It's all about the almighty dollar and everything. Actually, I'll say this. The home run derby is better than the game. I'd rather watch the home run derby. I know no, I mean, it wasn't a bad game, but still. Well, Sean, let me ask you then. The the new thing apparently this year, which I didn't know until uh, even my producer, Debbie, when she was telling me about it, the new thing this year apparently was that if the game ended in a tie, there would be the home run derby part two. I don't know if they were planning on making that like more of an excitement type deal, but you were going to get three three batters by choice, and then they would they were end up being obviously a, a, a battle between the three to see who was going to win uh, between the American League and the National League. How much more could Major League Baseball do to not really engage the fans any longer? Because to me, if I'm paying for a ticket, and I don't even know how much the All-Star game goes for these days, but if I flew out to L.A. and end up in a tie, and then you got this basically 45-minute break so they can set up the, the home run derby, I, I don't know. To me, I, I just think it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Just play the All-Star game and that's it, you know. And they said Carl Schorber was going to be one of the three players if it did go to a tie, which obviously it didn't. But, yeah, just get on with the game, you know. Just like Fuji said, it's all glitz and glamour. Just play the game how it's supposed to be played. I mean, the way you're explaining it, Angel, is basically a shootout in hockey. Right. And that's pretty much the same way of how many home, you know, what do you pick three guys mm -hmm. from each league? And then you battle it out at yeah. the bottom line. Like I said, it's all, it's basically just an overtime hockey game with, you know, 
shooting at scoring on an overtime victory or getting an extra point. Now the other interesting aspect of things, which kind of cracks me up is that. So staying with Juan Soto at the moment, which apparently the nationals offered him 15 years, $415 million to stay there. These contracts are going to be utterly ridiculous. But anyways, 15 years, $450 million. Juan said, nope, not doing it. He wants out of D.C. So supposedly now they are planning to shop him around, I guess, before the trade deadline, because I guess they want him out of D.C. He wants to be the same way. But this goes to show you how classless this organization is. The Nationals, because he chose not to stay with them, not to sign a contract with them for 15 years, told him, find your way to the All-Star game. Literally, find your way to the All-Star game. So he boarded a commercial flight, just like the rest of us. You know, we gone spirit or whatever the case may be. Flew into California, got to L.A. at 2 in the morning, still participated in the home run derby and ended up winning it. But I just can't believe the nationals and how low have you set the bar? I mean, it, it's already, they have no problem with the government. The government set that bar even lower. So I guess nationals DC government is way below there. It's, it's no big deal. And not like anyone see that as a surprise coming. But once again, you have, if you really wanted to, to, to have them there, why couldn't you just charter him? out to L.A., and in the process, talk to him, hey, Juan, you know, I know you don't want to be here. Can we really talk about it? I mean, is, is it really at, to the point where you don't want to be here? I don't know, actually, who even wants to stay there because from what I keep hearing is that they want to get rid of the, the team altogether. Am I shocked? Not in the surprising least because supposedly the area that we're supposed to build back up is taking longer, I guess, than what the owners wanted. So Juan doesn't want to be there. Phillies have no shot whatsoever. Even though people talk about it, it would be nice to see them here in Philadelphia. Phillies have no shot. And to keep on that aspect, there was a Oakland A's player that also was told to find his way over to the All-Star game because their budget is lower than the Orioles. And the Orioles beat everybody as far as when it comes to the budget. So the Astros had heard about it, sent the private charter plane when they picked up their players to Oakland, pick him up, fly him out to L.A. So let me ask both of you guys, how low can an organization go? That just says it right there. It's pathetic, you know. Why wouldn't you want to cater to your uh, player? He, he made a big deal in the All-Star game. You know, honor it. Let him fly first class, you know, instead of going with the Houston Astros as well as Juan Soto's uh, deal, too, you know. Your thoughts, Suge? Well, to me, the Oakland A's are pretty much a rumor it's been stated they're pretty much going to go to Las Vegas, just like the Raiders did. You know, Al Davis's son got a sweetheart of a deal. They got the black, the Death Star, whatever the hell you call the stadium. I mean, a sweetheart yeah. of a deal. You know, and Oakland's going to follow suit. I I'd want to play in Vegas too. I mean, they're going to put an NBA team in there in 2024. You know, it's all glitz and glamour already, so why not go there? But the whole thing with Watt Soto, let's face it, the Oakland A's, the Kansas City Royals, Pittsburgh, and so on, nobody wants to play for these small market teams. They're just minor league teams for the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, and all these other teams with money 
and they just want to go there. I mean, Washington won the World Series two years ago. They dismantled it. They got rid of Scherzer. They got rid of Trey Turner and everybody else. You know, Bryce Harper walked in 19 to Philly. I mean, who would want to play there? I mean, I. the whole thing is, is Aaron Judge going to be re-signed by the Yankees? I wouldn't be shocked if Aaron Judge is 30 years old. Juan Soto's 23-24. I could see the Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, whoever, Houston Astros, going right after Juan Soto and throwing him $500 million. It's astronomical. All the salaries just keep going up. I mean, you can't even take a family afford a baseball game without – Spending two, three hundred dollars. Christ, you're paying fifteen dollars a beer, and let's let me just stop the rant. And that's just how it is. Everything's astronomical, except your own salary, the economy, and everything else to go with it. It's a joke. It is. There ain't nobody I, worked out five hundred, a mil, hundred million dollars. You know nope. why? Because the whole thing of it is the networks will give the owners the money. And they'll spend stupid money and go over the luxury tax. That's what it is. Absolutely. In Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yep. It's true. And and I feel the same exact way. I mean, there's no way. Come on. You're $450 million, 15 years. You're looking at a player. First of all, if, if the player moves, let's just say hypothetical reasons. We say that Juan Soto decided to say, you know what? I'm going to stay there. I'm, I'm going to stay there. I'll play it out. Three years later, he decides, you know what? I'm going to go to Rangers. So mm-hmm. the Nationals are still on the hook for the remainder of that contract because the Rangers are only going to end up picking up so much if not offer them something completely different. So why in the world? And the NHL is going that same exact route as well. They're looking to, to sign guys for 10 to 12 years to nine years. I mean, it's absolutely insane, but there is nobody, absolutely nobody, not even Tom Brady as good as he is, would even be worth remotely for and I know Fuji already smiling, I can already see it. But even himself, there, dude, there, there's no freaking way. There's no way you should be able to pay that because in the end, we pay for it. As fans, we pay for it. Whether if we're going to the game, whether if we get a TV package, whatever the case may be, or you, you know, you have a subscription through XM Radio, so therefore you can hear on the road. No matter what, we're in the pain for it. So I, I'm, I'm in, in the same agreement that there is no way in the world. These contracts, these super ridiculous contracts are being offered right now. I mean, it's just absolutely insane because you're right, Fuge. What happens if the Yankees, which we all know they like to buy championships, and right now they're the hottest team in the American League, but let's just say they they turn on, they say, you know what, we're going to give you 16 years at $675 million. He gets injured, can't play baseball anymore for the rest of his life, and who do we know every single year gets paid a million dollars? Bobby Benet. Bobby Benet so a couple weeks ago. Right. So then <laughs> you would have what? Juan Soto century for the most part? Because let's say they do pay him. They give him 16 years, $675 million. He gets injured next season. He's done with baseball for the rest of his life. He is pampered and doesn't have to worry about a thing. Sure. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Now, if a guy got hurt and completely, I don't know, all fan about this, but if a guy gets injured in Major League Baseball, I mean, isn't that, I mean, usually like a, a settlement out, out of, not out yeah, of like court, a, but like a medical settlement. settlement yeah, like a medical, sort. yeah, like a medical, uh, oh, retirement, like, you know, injury right. settlement. Yeah. I mean, I know baseball caught the money's guaranteed, but 
there's got to be some type of some type of cause in in their CBA for oh, they probably the guys right. Just like in the Sounds NFL, true. when a guy gets hurt, I mean, they you know they yeah. basically buy him out, and then you know he's on his way and pretty much never plays football again. Sad to say, but I'm sure it's like at all sports though. Absolutely. It was it happened to that uh, New Jersey, no, excuse me, uh, New York Jets uh, O-lineman with the with a spinal injury. Right. You know, his, I forget his name, but. It happened a couple years ago. Yes. But now, speaking of contracts, did we not hear, Sean, another switching over to the NFL side that someone got a pretty healthy contract? And even though he claimed that he didn't want to be with his particular organization anymore and then came back and retracted the story and said, no, you know what? I was just frustrated because things didn't go the way they wanted to. So can you enlighten us on who got a major payday today in the NFL? Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> 230 mil, 160 guaranteed. That's crazy money. It is. What would you guys do with that money? Like really? It, it, and again, it just it, it proves the point once again how much is enough to keep these guys around. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want to, it, it's completely up to the people. But it, here's a guy who basically went up giving up during you know, he, he just yep. he threw his hat in there. He's like, oh, You know what? I'm done, I don't want to be a part of it anymore. That's not what I want to be. Move me on to somebody else. And then you go back and you say, No, that's that wasn't it. You know, I was just kind of going through a thing, whatever. And now I just want to come back to being me. And I wanted this this team to get better. <clears throat> the same way with oh. Aaron Rodgers. He kept saying that he wanted to go where as what elsewhere, but in the end, Green Bay offered him what? All that cheddar, and where's he staying? At the home of the cheddar constant. Yeah. Well. Yeah, the quarter, the NFL quarterback today is, I mean, the contracts are just going to go up and up at every other position. I mean, the wide receiver position, $20 million, Devontae Smith. A.J. Brown, $100 million for four years to play here. Um, who else? Sean Derek Henry's contract. Derek Henry's contract, too, right? Or he's. Uh, I was thinking of the wide receiver position right now. Like these guys, oh. you know, the quarterback carousel, the wide receiver carousel. Yes. Like, I mean, the NFL, these guys are basically paid peanuts. So, I mean, Kyler Murray was bound to get paid another year anyway. Lamar Jackson, he's next to get paid. He's still waiting on a contract from Baltimore. So once his pay, once his contract comes and Kyler Murray didn't get paid, that contract was going to shoot up more than what Lamar Jackson gets maybe this coming season or next year or whatever. And then the next man. I mean, Jalen Hurts on the, on the brink of being on the bubble. He's got the weapons. Yeah. Let's put up or shut up yes. time now, brother. Because guess what? Yeah. He's, he's due to make $35, 40000000 million unless how we can – if, if Jalen Hurts comes out of the gate, how we will sign him by midseason – with a low ball offer guaranteed because Eagles would always get guys under market value guaranteed. Yeah. I'm saying it on this very show now, 145 today, July 21st. I agree. No, it's, it, it's absolutely true. We're going to, there's, 
Jalen Hurts has been doing a lot of things during the offseason. And of course, we haven't been on for a couple of weeks, but we keep, you know, as far as updated of, of things that happened, Jalen Hurts has been known to go out and worked out with Tom Brady, got a lot of great information from Tom Brady, worked out with some other players as well, away from obviously from Philly and from everywhere else, just trying to get himself better, his rhythms, which is also the first time in his NFL career and in his football career that he would actually be the starter for the same team two years in a row because it's never happened to him during college. So I think for everything that they keep talking about Jalen Hurts, is he, is he not? What are we going to see from Jalen Hurts? I, to me, they put the weapons around him. So it is up to Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts cannot produce and he's constantly running out of the pocket, that's going to be up to as far as what Jalen either is going to know because he also brought in, if I remember correctly, a special quarterback coach for him as well. So yeah. Jalen Hurts, to me, what he did during this offseason is to try to make himself better So because we already know training camp is just days away from it starting. He knows that spotlight's going to be on him. But at the same time, too, it's probably the most that we have heard in a while, whether it be in local Philly radio, ESPN to the world, the NFL Network, everywhere else. The hype behind the Eagles are for them to be not only winning the division, but going far into their playoffs. Again, a lot of stuff looks good on papers. You can say the same thing, whether it be in the Steelers, whether it be in the Bears, whether it be in you know, your current reigning Super Bowl champions out there in L.A., all this stuff, you can talk about it to the end of the world, and then they'll be proven once the season starts. But to me, as much as, again, the defense was out, and, and me being one of the ones that defended Jalen Hurts last year, he didn't have too much to work with last season. This season, it's been a complete different turnaround when we've yet to see the product on the field. But it would be interesting to see the takeaways from at least the first three days in camp and see how much Nick changes from what he did last season compared to this season, I believe that Jalen Hurts will have a breakout year this year. And I could be completely wrong. What do I know? But to me, compared to what he's done last year, I think he's going to be a lot. It's going to be a bigger turnaround as far as for Jalen Hurts and for the Eagles. We would hope that we can see the magic and the lightning in a bottle of 2017, but I'm not saying we're going that far. Do I believe we can win a division? Yes. Do I believe the Cowboys are going to lose it? Of course. That, that's a no-brainer, at, at least to me. The Cowboys, this is the first year in a long time. The Cowboys normally draft really, really well. But I believe it's the first time in a long time, as far as I can remember, that the draft did not go the way the Cowboys wanted it. Whether McCarthy didn't do his homework, whether they were thinking about what they had, they lost some key players as well. So I don't think they're going to do anything. And no offense, Carson Wentz, you're not doing anything with DCU. You can call them the commanders all you want to. You're not going to do anything with DCU. And the Giants are a rebuild show. That's all they are. So the, uh, can the Eagles walk away division? Of course. But many things can happen. Many contributions can end up happening. But I just don't believe, and I could be wrong, Fuge, I don't see Carson Wentz doing anything different than what he didn't do out in Indy. And Fuji's gone. All right. So much for me saying Fuji. But Sean... Uh, since you're still around, Fuji's camera comes back on here. Uh, same thing. Listen, how much do you believe that Carson Wentz going to do anything down there for DCU? Nothing. Nothing really. It's the same Carson Wentz, you know. He's he's battling uh, injuries, right? Knee, ankle. I mean, I don't see him going any far with the commanders. So, Eagles all the way. First place. And like you said, 
Jalen Hurts is out there to prove all the naysayers wrong and do his thing. And we have the weapons to do it, so it's put up or shut up. That's the way, at least it, that's the way I see it. So I, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. I, I know everybody's itching to see you know their, their teams, their favorite teams come out here to see what they can do. We're going to see if the Rams uh, could be one of the early front runners to try to win back-to-back Super Bowl championships. We know it's extremely hard in the NFL. You're not guaranteed to go back there. Cincinnati, it seems like once the season's over, you know, Joey Burrow, after all that crazy hype behind him, that's been gone. So who knows what's going to happen with Joey Burrow there with Cincinnati. So it's going to be – there's so many different teams that we would like to see what's going to end up happening. I think the biggest losers out of all of them is obviously Cleveland with that crazy contract Sean. they gave to Sean Watson – because the hammer has not even been laid yet. And then you take Baker Mayfield, get straight out there to Carolina. Matt Rule says it's not going to be a quarterback competition, but you didn't bring him there to sit there as a backup either. So it's going to be this season, I think, in the NFL, it's going to be so dramatic that you're probably going to have to look at the local soap operas to see if your soap opera is the best thing in the NFL or your actual team and all this drama is going to go on. So... Fuji, I, I did have a good question for you, but you disappeared, but it's okay. I understand. Keep going. I fall flat on this new system here. What's your question? Right. With Jalen Hurts and everything else that we've seen out of him and that what we keep hearing as far as what's, what he's been doing during the offseason, how much more of an improvement will we see out of Jalen? And then if Jalen screws himself out of a job, is it his own fault? Because obviously Howie went out there and did a lot of homework and did a great job on a draft. Oh, like I said, I mean, the sky's the limit for the man. He's, there's no excuse. You know, the Eagles have two number one picks next year and quarterback crop coming out of college next year is a lot more stellar than it was this year. Absolutely. I mean, it's heavy. I mean, it's, you know, everybody – you know, we could say 11 wins, which I'm saying now, but the key of the team is everybody's got to stay healthy. I mean, Eagles got one of the easier schedules in the league going right now, starting next Wednesday. And, you know, it depends on what Shane Steichen, what kind of plays he's going to call. I mean, Nick Sirianni turned the play calling over to Steichen last, the middle of last season, and he ran the ball. Right. I mean, the Eagles had the number one run in attack going into the playoffs, you know, the last eight, nine years. And, <coughs> you know, the run sets up the pass. I mean, not to go back to Vince Young 10 years ago, which Mark Barzetta talked about it on his show this morning or yesterday. Like, Vince Young was brought in here to back up Michael Vick, calling this team the, uh, the dream team. And now all of a sudden, Miles Sanders, which – it really didn't get a lot of media hype calling it an all-star team. So hopefully Miles Sanders will show up because his he's on a contract here himself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Boston Scott, Kenny Gamewell, Miles Sanders, I still think the Eagles need that veteran presence of running back like a Jordan Howard. You know, I mean, Jordan Howard's been nicked up for the last four years. He's come <coughs> in he's done a nice job. But, you know, hopefully Howie will go out and – you know, pick up somebody on the waiver wire, possibly trade for a Kareem Hunt, who's, you know, wants a new contract. So, you know, I just think the Eagles need to upgrade that, you know, running game. And, 
Sean, just to talk to you on the uh, gentleman from uh, the, the Bengals. His name Joey Bates, I believe. Jesse Bates. Bates. Jesse Bates. Well, there's a rumor, <laughs> rumor speculating that Howie did inquire about him. It probably just hearsay, but you know, the Eagles oh, could Jim. upgrade its say the Eagles could upgrade its safety. I did read that today. The Eagles could okay. upgrade yeah. its safety as well. So Yeah, that would be great because then you have him at free safety and you got Bradbury Slay at the corners. And uh, newly acquired Javarski Tart at safety. Right. I mean, as, go as for a player it. who can tackle yeah. and, you know, yeah. plays the wrong well. Need. And, you know, he's an impact yeah. safety back there. Yeah, it's a shame we drafted Kayvon Wallace, but he they said he was the next coming of the Dolphins, but obviously that didn't happen. Mm. Nobody can ever no. replace the Dolphins, but, yeah. I, I don't know. But it would be nice. I'm, go ahead. Nah, not he's definitely not going to be the next Brian Dawkins, exactly. But I'm hoping that they do pull that trigger and make the trade for him because it would solidify the secondary big time. Well, I mean, you got a mixture of teams, yeah. you know, throwing their hat in the ring for him, whether it's Dallas, I forget who else, but definitely would. I mean, it would solidify Dallas, that. Texans. Right. I mean, it would solidify that defense in the secondary. I mean, oh, absolutely. Jonathan Gannon just better bring the house with all these toys he has. Now, Hassan Reddick, 23 and a half sacks. Jordan yeah. Davis, you know, the 3 4 D. Nicobe Dean, whoever. Hargrave. Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat got to step it up. You got Bet- Barnett. I hope he doesn't see the field, but he'll probably will. Oh, Kazir White. I mean, of- he, he was an under. Yeah, that's. He was an under the radar. another guy. From San Diego, yes. let them in tackles. So mm-hmm. the sky's the limit for this defense. There's no reason this team shouldn't go for it. But like I said, uh, the th- bottom line of it is you got to stay healthy, 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 yes. healthy. Yeah, you know, yep. and plenty of uh, what's the word? Cohesiveness. Yeah, they got to gel together and play together well. Right. Yeah, that they do. We'll see. We'll, we'll we'll start getting into more of the breakdown as we see how training camp rolls around. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how how year of Nick Sirianni part two and or year two is going to plan out. So it's going to be there's going to be a lot of hopefully more questions than there will be answers originally because everybody wants to see the product that's going to be out there from your running backs to your tight ends to your wide receivers. And who knows what could end up happening? I mean, there, could there possibly be a signage that no one knows about? So this, to me, again, is going to be probably the most interesting NFL season that we've seen in a while. Obviously, like with Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson being out there in Denver, Seattle going through a rebuild. Um, it just mm-hmm. to me, I think it's going to be it's going to be exciting. You can start kind of getting the feels of what you know the NFL season comes around. Now, a lot of times we talk about I, we don't get want to get into it too much, but we do because it's it's drama. Everybody knows it's drama, so we'll see. And, we'll, and, and with DCU, we already know. You, you can you forget about it. You also missed that one, too, there, uh, Fuji, when it comes to Carson Wentz. But regardless, it doesn't matter. We'll get more and more into it. We'll start also breaking down as far as the matchups coming up in the next upcoming weeks. But we do appreciate everyone who listened in tonight as we, again, are doing different things. And with that, it took the time off to be able to work on certain things. Uh, obviously, Again, it's just vacation time. There was some much needed time off. We've been doing this now for three seasons. And I know some people sometimes they say, well, it's not that stuff. It's not that hard to do. 
when you get really involved with putting shows together and taking the time and taking time away from your families, you want to make sure that that time does not go away because that is more important than anything else. Family always first, no matter what. But we'd like to thank everyone who tuned in tonight. We'll be back on our regular schedule. We'll be back again next Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. And uh, Fuji, I guess I will leave it up to you to let everyone know exactly who the guests will be come next Tuesday. Well, the guests will be a recorded interview with me interviewing the Godfather himself, just retired, Mr. Ray Didinger. And we will have Ray on for about 20 minutes, half hour, a recorded interview, and we will be playing it back Tuesday night. So looking forward to finally meeting the Godfather of Eagles writing, whatever you want to call him, the gentleman, the Philly sports icon. Looking forward to doing it, and hopefully everybody will tune in at eight o'clock to, you know, check out the interview, and we'll break it down, and you know, we'll get into you know, around around the city, the Phillies trade deadline coming up in twelve days. So let's see what what magic Dave Dombrowski can pull a rabbit out of his hat for some pitching, maybe a batter. So, so everybody tune in next Tuesday. Ray Diddy will be the guest and looking forward to, you know, probably a great interview, a legend. I happened to spend some time last week with a Billy Warndell, great guy I had breakfast with, real down earth sports legend himself. So he'll actually be checking us. He'll actually be calling in on some Eagles games this year, breaking the game down in the pregame with us. So, some big things coming up. Check it out. Yeah. It's going to be probably one of our best Eagles season that we've had in a while. And, of course, the shows will be live over at Tampa Joe's as well. There will be more shows than normal as they are also doing some upgrades down there at Tampa Joe's. So it will be a lot of fun. And there's going to be a big Eagles season kickoff, by the way, you guys. So if you end up going down to September 11th, they will be having uh, tent, DJ, food, which you can always end up getting food from Tampa Joe's, but it's going to be basically the prelude to the season, the kickoff to the season, as we did during the playoffs. So will there be a named guest? Well, we'll find out exactly as the event gets a little bit closer. But nevertheless, you guys can always go to Tampa Joe's down there, 9316 Anderson Road in beautiful Tampa, Florida. A hop's going to jump over from the airport and come check out the longest tenured group of Eagles fans. Tampa's original affiliate is soft run by Mike Klein. And so that's going to be a great time come September 11th. It should be a lot of fun. Also, we'd like to thank, and don't forget also to fill the bus. Yes, the Broad Street South bus going down to D.C. to take on those commanders. And we want to put as many people on the Broad Street South bus. And yes, the Godfather himself will be driving the bus that evening. So it should be incredible with Fuji being behind the wheel. But don't forget, if you guys want to travel, travel with the pros and visit phillysportstrips.com. And I wish I had the take, and I'll have it on come the next show, but even Adam Schefter would be honored to take a trip down there. So we'll see if Adam Schefter ends up being down there, uh, possibly even in Arizona or maybe in Houston. Who knows? But he did say he wanted to make a trip with him. So thanks to him. Thanks to Larry Gilman, to lgdirect.net. If you guys need payment solutions for your credit cards, and our credit card terminals, please visit lgdirect.net also for apparel. If you needed hoodies or T-shirts or hats, 
please visit lgdirect.net. For Big Sarge from BigSargeSports.com, we thank you for his partnership as well. You guys can listen to him Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on In the Trenches Sports Talk 790 from 10 to 12 Central Standard Time. And then on his own podcast on BigSargeSports.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And just because he's a Cowboys fan, he does not go easy on the Cowboys. And he's had some good, interesting episodes as of late. So please check him out. And also our good friend, our Virginia correspondent. If you guys have not heard honorable mention with Matt, take a listen because the latest one with Aton Shanner, he did a phenomenal job with Aton. So don't forget, come or visit our guy, Matt, over at honorable mention. And it would be a great time with Matt Rogers. And uh, Fuji, from what I understand, pretty soon you will be the guest with honorable mention and the great Matt Rogers. Trying to coordinate the courting net. Yeah, I can tell. Coordinating a time to get together with Matt. I mean, that, that'll be a great okay. you know, just, It's always yeah. fun, you know, talk sports, get together with Matt. Looking forward to working back with him this season. Actually, wanted to give a shout out to our. Our main CEO partnership with uh, Philly Sports Trips. Congratulations to Vince and Liz on their beautiful baby girl last Tuesday. Yep. Congratulations to the Rizzuto family. Good happiness and great health to their newborn baby girl. Yes, sir. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for him to come back here next year. I already got plans and everything else going on down here. Fuji, I, you know, Listen, folks, I've been inviting a man to come down here, okay? But he blows me off like I'm a bounce check. But it's okay. Maybe come March of next year, he'll actually come down here and have tons of fun like the rest of us did for a week straight with Vince and Philly Sports Trip. So it was a lot of fun, especially with Charlie Manuel. And hopefully we'll have him upcoming uh, very shortly uh, as soon as we get a quick confirmation from him as well. So lots to get into coming to Eagle season. And, yes, we're going to have as many special guests as we possibly can even if it's for five to 10 minutes during the season. And now with our newest sports contributor who loves to do the X's and O's with the old Fuji there with Sean Kilrain, it's going to be a lot of fun this upcoming season. So season three of Broad Street South has officially kicked off. We thank you once again for listening in from overseas, stateside, South America, and even the Philippines. And yes, Kenya, out of all places in Africa, thank you so much for you guys and girls listening in. We do appreciate it. And with that being said, Thank you to my lovely producer over in Studio B, to Debbie, for Sean Kilrain, for Mike Fuji. I'm Angel Martinez. Thank you for listening in. Don't forget to listen to the audio download on broadstsouth.com. That is broadstreetsouth.com. And everyone, enjoy the rest of your night.